Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Happy Friday, and thanks for tuning into the P40 Ministries podcast this morning. I am Jen, the host, and I hope that you guys have a really fantastic weekend. I hope the weather is supposed to be nice. I think it might be nice. I don't know. But I'm hanging out with my friend tomorrow, and I haven't seen her in a while, and she's actually been a guest on the podcast before. Maybe I can get her to guest podcast with me again. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. But I'm looking forward to tomorrow because I haven't seen her in a while. But anyway, let's go ahead and start reading the Bible. We will be reading Exodus chapter 4 verses 18 through 23 today. Now we're not going to be reading a whole lot of verses today, but there is a lot to discuss in these few verses. So let's go ahead and read. I will be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, please let me go and return to my brothers who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Yahweh said to Moses in Midian, Go, return into Egypt, for all the men who sought your life are dead. Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. Moses took God's rod in his hand. Yahweh said to Moses, When you go back into Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your hand. But I will harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. You shall tell Pharaoh, Yahweh says, Israel is my son, my firstborn. And I have said to you, let my son go, that he may serve me. And you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your firstborn son. So we learned a couple days ago that Moses was still talking to God who was in the burning bush. And God gave Moses all these different signs and wonders that Moses was going to be able to do for the Egyptian people and for the Israelites as well. Some of them were turning staffs like a, a rod into a snake and back into a rod again. And then Moses could also um, take water and turn it into blood and different things like that. There was another one that God had done with Moses where Moses was able to put his hand inside of the jacket that he was wearing and take it out and his hand would be leprous so leprous that it was actually white and then he was able to restore his hand back to normal again so these were all just a bunch of interesting and kind of weird signs that God was giving Moses to perform to the people so after Moses has this entire encounter with God on the mountain Moses goes down and starts talking to Jethro, who is his father-in-law. And he says to Jethro, he says, let me return to my brothers who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive or not. And so he he's 
mentioning this stuff to Jethro, like saying, I want to go back to Egypt. Let me go. You know, you're my employer. I take care of your sheep for you, but I still want to check with you to make sure that it's okay for me to return with your daughter, who is my wife, back to the land of Egypt. Because obviously Moses was married to Jethro's daughter, who was Zipporah. So anyway, Moses wants to return to Egypt and he mentions all this stuff to Jethro. But the interesting thing when I was looking at all this, I was really interested at the fact that Moses does not mention anything about God to Jethro, which is very, very interesting to me. You'd think that if you have this huge and crazy encounter with God, you would want to talk about it with people, but Moses keeps it silent. And I think that's just a very weird thing that Moses did. Maybe Moses was still feeling scared or just I don't know, maybe Moses was thinking that people were just not going to believe him that God appeared to him on this mountain. But whatever the case was, he doesn't tell Jethro, his father-in-law, who happened to be a priest, about this encounter he has with God. And I just sort of wonder why. And there's no explanation as to why Moses does not do this. But one way or the other, Moses does not. And I can kind of, sort of, very lightly understand why Moses was nervous to talk about this. And I I can understand it because when I was first doing P40 ministries and everything like that, even though God was opening all these doors for me to do P40 ministries, it was scary to talk about because I was afraid of failure. I was afraid of what people were going to think. I was afraid that people thought that I was not qualified to do this stuff that God was allowing me to do. And just, you know, I had all these different thoughts and fears and worries and distractions like a lot of people often have when starting a new business and stuff like that. And Moses may have been feeling the same thing. Maybe he was nervous about this career change that he was having or something. Who knows? But one way or the other, he doesn't talk to anybody about what happened, how he was going to be leading the people out of Egypt. He doesn't tell Jethro any of this stuff. He just says, let me return and I will take a look at how my Israelite brothers are doing in Egypt is all he says to Jethro. He doesn't tell Jethro, God has called me to do this crazy career change of leading the people out of Egypt and into the land flowing with milk and honey, which is what God calls it. So he doesn't tell Jethro any of this stuff. But one way or the other, Jethro is still like, okay, you can go. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to stop you from going. Go ahead. And he says, go in peace. And so then um, it says here in verse 19 that Yahweh once again appears to Moses. And he says to Moses, he's like, go and return into Egypt. Everyone who was going to kill you or wanted to kill you is actually dead now because it's been many years since since Moses left Egypt. So everybody that had originally wanted to kill Moses for uh, Moses murdering that Egyptian man are now all dead. And so God says that you can return safely back to Egypt and nothing will happen to you. So it says here that Moses at this point takes his wife and his sons and puts them on a donkey or donkeys. And uh, I think the Hebrew word for that is actually puts them on the animals or something like that. And so he returns to the land of Egypt, or I'm sorry, he didn't return to the land of Egypt, but he was going towards the land of Egypt. And it says that Moses took God's rod in his hand. So that rod that was once meant to herd sheep has now become God's rod, which is very interesting. It was once a tool used for sheep herding, but now it is going to, in a sense, herd the people out of Egypt. It it that It's an interesting correlation that I actually just thought of, that the rod is now being used to 
lead the people out of Egypt and into the land of milk and honey. And so it says that Yahweh says to Moses at this point, that when you go back to Egypt, see that you do all those signs and wonders before Pharaoh. So make sure that you perform everything that I showed you in front of Pharaoh. But I will harden his heart and he will not let the people go. And so that's a statement that a lot of people, a lot of people, and a lot of critics and skeptics about the Bible do not like, or at least they do like it so that they can criticize God one way or the other. A lot of people don't like that statement. The one thing that I was researching when doing this particular episode today was the fact that God says, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And basically just what that means. And so there's a lot of other verses in the Bible that actually talk about the hardening of one's heart or God hardening the people's hearts. And one of them is in Romans chapter one, where it says that God gave the people up to do what they wanted to do. Basically, he hardened the people's hearts. He gave up on them. And so the way I kind of look at it, and this is just my own personal opinion, just to let you guys know, the way I kind of look at this, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart, is God is giving up on Pharaoh. One thing I continually mention through the podcast is that God pulls people towards him. He's always trying to draw closer to people. He's always trying to pull those people closer to him. But there are times when he gives up on certain people. And one of those times is here of Exodus chapter four. And the other time is in Romans, what I just mentioned, where God says that he is going to give up on the people who just want to sin. He's going to stop pursuing them. And so that's what I kind of think of as Yahweh hardening somebody's heart or God hardening somebody's heart. He gives up on them. He lets them just do whatever they want to do. He stops pulling them towards him and he lets them do what they initially wanted to do in the beginning. And they just continually get worse and worse and worse and honestly harden their own hearts over time. So yes, God does give people up to harden their hearts in a sense. And so so people shouldn't really be getting angry about this particular verse because think about it a different way. God is not evil, right? <laughs> he does not put evil inside of people. The people already have that evil. God is just allowing those people to continue on in their evilness, <laughs> for lack of a better term. He's allowing those people continue on in their whatever they wanted to do from the beginning. God does not put evil inside of people. No, Pharaoh wanted to do this. Pharaoh did not want to let the people go from the beginning, but God stops pursuing Pharaoh. He basically gives up on Pharaoh. And Pharaoh at this point, and in other verses of Exodus, actually talks about Pharaoh hardening his own heart. And so God, yes, God does give up on people, just like he's giving up on Pharaoh here and not pursuing Pharaoh anymore. And Pharaoh is hardening his own heart as well, where we will learn about that in the coming chapters of Exodus. I think it says it in Exodus 8, where Pharaoh hardens his own heart and stuff like that. So we will learn more about that in the coming chapters as well. But I wanted to mention that, you know, it, it's illogical to think that God puts evil in someone's heart and Pharaoh was like, no, I do want to let the people go. And God's like, no, I'm going to harden your heart so that you don't let these people go. No, of course not. God doesn't do that. That's ridiculous. So Pharaoh, God's just allowing Pharaoh to do whatever Pharaoh wants to do in a sense. And so that is the hardening of Pharaoh's heart here in verse 21. So after this, it says here, 
that God tells Moses that Pharaoh will not listen. He is not going to listen. So God is going to allow Pharaoh to do what he wants. Pharaoh's going to harden his heart. God is going to help that along in a sense and not stop Pharaoh from doing that. And in verse 23, it says here that, I'm sorry, in verse 22, God tells Moses to tell Pharaoh this. He says, Yahweh says, Israel is my son, my firstborn. And I have said to you, let my son go that he may serve me. And you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your firstborn son. And let me move over to uh, another version of the Bible here. I'll actually move to the AMP version of the Bible and read it in that particular uh, version. And it says here um, in verse 22 and 23 that, Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn, my son. So I say to you, let my son go so that he may serve me. And if you are in, And if you refuse to let him go, behold, I will kill your son, your firstborn. So God gave Pharaoh the choice to allow the people to go into the wilderness to worship God or to not allow the people to go into the wilderness and worship God. But Pharaoh is not going to listen. And so Moses is supposed to tell Pharaoh, if you don't let the people go, into the wilderness to worship God for three days, then God is going to kill your firstborn son because you are hurting God's firstborn son, is what he's saying. So God is in fact giving Pharaoh a choice. God doesn't put evil inside of people's hearts. He just allows people sometimes to continue on in their evil ways. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would ask that you both like it and rate it five stars and share it on your social media platforms, whatever that might be, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. I would love for you guys to share the podcast and tell people about it. Let them know it exists. Help people have a tool to listen to the Bible in the morning on their commute to work or anything like that and sharing it is an excellent way to do that so thank you guys for tuning in this morning and as always happy listening and god bless